Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of When Women Speak. I am your host, Shirley Kay. When Women Speak is aimed at amplifying the voices of women, and it is sponsored by Life or Power in the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful. Our guest today is just as fabulous and amazing as all the guests on When Women Speak, but I'm again excited for Candace Jackson Long to join us today. Candace Jackson Long is an award-winning marketer and the founder of CJL Consulting Group. Since her start in the industry, she has had a proven track record of helping clients move from ideation to a full-scale launch. Each stage of her work provides a working framework for businesses that delivers clarity, strategy, insight, and execution. Long is a marketing guru. She has a passion for growth and innovation in business, and she and her team have extensive experience helping early stage mission-driven organizations and entrepreneurs prepare for their business debut. And throughout her career, she has leveraged her expertise to help business owners conceptualize, refine, and reimagine their business models, core values and identity, target audience, strategy, tactics, mission, and vision. Candace says that she believes that she's called to serve visionaries who have ideas that will create mechanisms for generational wealth and positively impact the communities that they serve. Long has several other creative talents that further contribute to her already stellar experience, including public relations, event organizing, and content development, to name a few. And audience and Candace Jackson Long is currently the director of marketing for the company Learning Ally, where she has been entrusted to oversee marketing and communications in this role. She developed strategies that diversify the company's portfolio to make the company's products more visible. Welcome to the show, Candace. Welcome to When Women Speak. Thank you for having me, Shirley. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. And did you all hear that and audience like our guests, like our guests, including Candace, they have so much knowledge and so much experience that and for us to talk about this one thing, this is why guests like Candace are important because they've had so many experiences to pull from. Let's get this started. I'm excited. I am too, Candace. Candace, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? <laughs> it means a lot, especially given the season that I am in. Um, I feel like I am in a season where I have found my voice and am moving to a space where I'm ready to amplify it and share my voice with more people. Um, my mentor says that if you know something that can help someone, you are you have a moral obligation to share it with as many people as possible. And that statement has resonated with me deeply, and it moved me to act in different ways that my introvert nature <laughs> kind of has <laughs> kept me from. <laughs> so finding my voice and moving to a space where I'm amplifying it, it, it means that it's time to act 
It means that it's time to contribute. It means that it's, it's time to help. It's, it's time to help those who I'm called to serve. So for me, it's kind of like my, my, my mantra <laughs> to push me forward each day as I step outside of my comfort zone. You know, you said three things, Candice, when it comes to finding her voice. You said act, contribute, and help. So finding her voice is not just for her, if that's what I hear. Yes, it's you're exactly right. Talk to her. Go ahead, Candice. You're exactly right. You know, I think uh, we, we, we're in a time where social media has provided a mechanism for so many voices to be heard, right? We, we all have now a platform to speak and amplify our voice. And I think with anything, um, everything comes with a responsibility. And as a community and a society for us to move forward, we have a responsibility to make sure that our words, our story, our experience helps someone. It's not, we're not blessed just for us. <laughs> we're blessed to be a blessing in it. And because I have a faith-based worldview, that's sort of how the lens that I kind of tend to look at the world, uh, choose to move through the world and define how I want to contribute to the world. I love that. Our, wor our, our words and experiences are here to help someone. You know, yeah. I've heard um, it said over and over again, but recently um, from my coach pastor and my mentor that um, there's not one experience that we can let be wasted. Ooh. Like yeah. literally good or bad, good or bad. There's not one experience that we can waste, whether it's in our relationships, it's yeah. in our careers, it's in our business. There is not one experience that we that we have to allow it to be wasted that is supposed yeah. to help someone else. Yeah, agreed. And I think that's also, I go back to the social media example. I think it made it okay for us to want to share our experiences and be vulnerable. Like in the past, I, at least it's been my experience, you know, to be very private and it kind of leads to a sort of suffering and silence or Ooh. certain things are taboo or you shouldn't talk about, right? And, you know, that it, it, I think there's a fine line with that sort of line of thinking, but there is a, a kind of a freedom in, in sharing that you're vulnerable in a moment with, with many people. Um, and, you know, you open yourself up to, you may open yourself up to judgment and criticism, but I think a large majority, you open yourself up to empathy from people. You open yourself up to hear from other people who say that, you know what, I've had a similar experience and this is how I powered through it. Or someone who is in that season now and now your experience is creating a pathway out of that or a way to deal with it and become stronger in it. You know what I mean? So I, I think that there is, there is value in that. And your topic in terms of speaking, I'm learning actively that there is a freedom in that. And, and you kind of gain strength through your weaknesses of expressing, you know, your experiences, your ups, your downs, 
and you kind of give people an opportunity to see that you're, you're fully human, but you're fully strong, you're fully loving, you're fully empathetic, you're resilient, you're an overcomer, and, and you're willing to, to, to be vulnerable with people, which kind of invites people in along your journey. And I think people tend to appreciate that. Candice, thank you for being so vulnerable in the first few minutes of our show. You have dropped some gems and they're intact. They've dropped and they haven't crushed. They're intact. This is something that our viewers can pick up and they can run with. You know, I often talk about me being an introvert, extrovert. Not many people believe it, but I really am an introvert, extrovert. I, I have to be an extrovert to be to, to do the things that I do, but I'm really an introvert. And so for my hey. fellow introverts, right? Candace, you said you're a private person. That's you know, that is that is the what you wanted to be a private person. But then yeah. you realize at some point you were suffering in silence. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I heard someone say, um, dream out loud, but work in silence. Because when you communicate your dreams, you're inviting help. You're inviting people to come along and help you. And I remember I had a very uh, a traumatic experience uh, where I actually lost my voice in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I suffered a, a layoff, which was devastating for me at the time. And what was most devastating about losing, being laid off from that job was the reason given to me. Um, it had nothing to do with work performance. It had nothing to do with being downsized. It, 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 the reason they gave was like, they didn't feel I exhibited enough passion in the role. <laughs> so I never, I was like, right? I was flabbergasted by that. Enough passion until the role. Right. Did explain what passion was for them? So it was, no. Okay. <laughs> they did not, they couldn't even really explain it. And what was odd about that situation is I was in a room with two people in senior management um, and neither of them could explain the reason, which let me know that there's something deeper going on here. Yes. Um, so for me, I, I had no words in that moment, right? Uh, and, when, and in that moment, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, I was a single mother at the time, how I'm going to provide, how I'm going to do these things. And for the most part, keeping my composure enough, like I didn't want them to see that, that, that I was broken. Yeah. So all I could do was just take it, try to process it, not even try to process it, just gather enough strength to get up out that room and leave, gather yeah. my things and leave. But as the days went on and um, I went through my process of, um, you know, I broke down and, and things of that nature. But through the process, um, I realized that God used that situation immensely, immensely. So what was, you know, really designed to be to take me down was a setup for my comeback. But um, it was... <laughs> And let me tell you, it's a comeback. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a comeback on so many levels. 
but it's really it, it it struck me because when you speak about someone's character and you know when you go to work uh, at least for me i'm my full self but you don't get all of me right you know what i mean because it's work so we we all know the games that we play you know you get a piece you get the piece that you need and i felt that in that moment you're speaking to a part of me that you know nothing about. How dare you talk about my character? I could accept performance, even though I would have had my receipts <laughs> to um, you know, challenge you on that. But to speak about a, 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 a what I took as a character trait that you weren't privy to, I took offense. I took offense deeply. Absolutely, yeah. Candice. And, and that prime example that you gave me it's one of the reasons that um, When Women Speak began, and it actually began from me responding to a show that's on CW for mm -hmm. Women, of, Women of Color Empowerment Institute. And the response was from a study that talked about, you know, why just in meetings, you know, women don't get equal talking time and all those other things. But because I have that 20 plus year HR career, I began mm -hmm. to do that a little bit deeper, right? Yeah. A little bit deeper when you just gave an example of there is no reason that we don't have a reason in right. order to put this person off. There is not a reason for this person to be let go. But yeah. the struggles that I have with, uh, with sometimes moving beyond me for someone like you, and I find out later on that that person has been let go anyway. You know, yeah. those are the things that all of this time that, you know, that happens and things like that, similar things like that, et cetera, that started when women speak itself. Um, and, and it's still going on consistently. Mm -hmm. And in my work now, employee belonging, you just said something. I don't bring my whole self here. Right. What you want me to bring is all of my talent. Right. But letting you go like that. You know, that gives me so much information, right, about that company without knowing their name. One, one of the things I know is that there is no culture of employee belonging at their organization. Can't be. No. And that decision has been made um, itself. But that's everybody. We bring, yeah. everybody brings all of their talent. That is why you create a wonderful compensation packet and you create an environment for me to not only like what I do, but for the person to also like where they are doing it. But you're right. still not going to get 100 percent of them. Right. And, you know, it's, it's again, I go back to my mentor. He says that not everyone wants all of you. And that is OK. Mm -hmm. That is OK. Right. But back to your point about the importance of women speaking, it doesn't matter in whatever part you choose to give, your voice is your power and you yeah. have to use it, you know? So, and I think that these situations, it, it created a scenario for me really to, to get on the journey to find my voice, yes. to, to speak up for myself and advocate for myself. And to close the loop on that situation, I did end up going back to confront them mm -hmm. and, and expect, let them know that you what you were talking about was a, uh, something about my character that you know nothing about. You know, I, I felt it necessary to take back my power and my voice in that situation. 
And again, my faith-based worldview, the Bible says that, you know, God will create a table in front of your enemies. So LinkedIn, they seen my come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what, what, you know, the getting let go actually ended up, God turned it into a major blessing in my life, a major blessing in my life. But one thing I will not have anyone do is, is you know, question my character in that way. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and in the workplace, that's not what we're doing in the workplace, questioning um, character. But you just actually gave someone who's right now with she session that's happening. And, you know, we like to talk about she session as just women leaving the workplace, but not all, not every woman left the workplace on her own in the last two years in the middle of this pandemic. But someone hears you. Someone heard, you know, this is this is a strategy I can use be, after I was let go. And I don't know why I was let go. There was no reason um, why I was let go. And, and that you already really went through the, the next question. The next thing I was going to ask you is, have you ever had a voiceless experience? Because I can imagine that, like you said, when you left, I mean, that took you way to a place that you didn't know that, you, that even existed for you. Yes, it took me um, I'm faith-based down to my knees. Mm. Down to my knees, I had to fall. And, you know, the timing of things was, was in, it, was, it was interesting because a few months ahead of that experience, I made the decision to really put God at the center of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, so I also, I'm able to look back and really see a lot of wisdom in, in that experience, but I recognize that it was also a decision for me to, are you really going to taste and to give it a try and see? Or, you know, cause it's really easy to say, oh yeah, God is the head of my life when things are good. But can you really say that when, when you're down and you know, your certainty has been sort of removed from you, the things that we attach our security to like job and finances and stuff like that, when things are removed from you. So it, I had to really, it, it gave me space to die, dig my heels in. Um, part of my process during that time included, uh, I purchased Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life, mm -hmm. along with the journal, The Daily Prompts. And mm -hmm. the, the first thing I had to do, let me be honest with you, is I called my dad. Um, leaving the office that day, crying my eyes out, like just in a frantic, like, daddy, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Da, 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 da. And um, the first thing he told me, he said, Candace, take a break, take this break. He said, did you get a severance? I said, yes. He said, okay, you take your severance, you get on unemployment and you give yourself 30 days off. He said, you've been going nonstop, take a break. Charlie, I didn't even know I could do that. I didn't Ooh. know I could do that. <laughs> I didn't know. So my dad freed me in that moment. He freed me and he gave me the permission I didn't know I needed. So during that time, after the, the week or so of, of crying my eyes out and getting it together, um, I, I don't know how I came across Rick Warren's book. I can't remember, but I bought it. I bought the journal. 
And I kind of just put myself on a schedule where during the day I would sort of be in a devotional hour, reading, praying, going through the purpose-driven life, and then the second half of the day on my job search. But even then, I, I used my birth to say, well, what is it that I want to do? What is this mm -hmm. next? What do I want this next to look we like? Because I knew about your next. Right. Mm -hmm. I was very, very intentional because yes. I didn't want to just go into a job. I wanted to go into something, my, the next rung in my career. Yes. And through that time, Shirley, when I talk about, when I said the statement earlier about dreaming out loud and working in silence, I shared my experience with everyone, mm -hmm. my network. And that's when I learned that, oh, when you're on unemployment, in, at least in New Jersey, they'll pay for you to go back to school. So one thing I've always wanted to do was go back and get my MBA. But my caveat was like, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to pay for it. So here, 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 here it is when you submit, right? So someone gave me that resource. So I started that process. And surely things came together so quickly. Before I know it, I was accepted into an MBA program. Unemployment was paying for it. God blessed me with a job opportunity, not even a career opportunity, the next phase in my career, which was a higher level title. I doubled my income <laughs> and, and they offered tuition reimbursement. So my MBA was paid for. <laughs> and it with a voiceless experience, yes. but you looked at it, your, your perception of that voiceless experience, when you talk to your father, it went to, you automatically thought, I have to take action yes. because I had this experience. And then you decided, no, I'm not, the action I'm going to take though, most people would see it as doing nothing. I'm going to take a break. Yes. But then you also had to be authentic about your journey. Yes. For someone to say, well, you know, in New Jersey, in unemployment, um, they, they, they will pay for your schooling. You had to do all of that with after that voiceless experience. So you really mm -hmm. had to take an action that was really some folks would see it as an inaction. And then you had to really amplify your voice and share the experience. Yes, you're exactly right. And, you know, hearing you say that, it reminded me that it's what you do in the waiting that matters, right? It's, it's that intentionality when you're in that waiting period. And it speaks to the importance of A, the people that you allow to have your ear. Um, my pastor says, whoever has your ear has your life. Mm -hmm. So it's who you allow in that space. And, and what they say is so important. I truly believe that God used my dad in that moment. Because again, you, you know, especially as women, like we're, we're kind of pre-programmed to go to the next, to the next, to the next. And we have to be told to take a break. So to be given that permission. Um, and I, I say my dad also, because at least for me, he represents security, right? And and as a single mom at the mm -hmm. time, you know, I didn't really have, I was my security, I'm my son's security, yeah. you know? So my dad, for him to say that, it kind of just gave me uh, um, just an unknown aspect of that. Like hearing him say that kind of mm -hmm. reaffirmed for me that you're gonna be okay. You're gonna yeah. be okay, you know? 
So it's it's definitely key. Um, speaking your experience, sharing your story, dreaming your dreams out loud, and also allowing yourself to receive the help. Receive the help is key. And what you do in that waiting, you have to you have to be intentional in that waiting period for sure. Yeah. That is exactly what you would call waiting well, Candice. Waiting yeah. well. Yeah. You know, when women speak, um, is we again we do just that. We there are insight that we receive from our guests um, in regards to amplifying the voices of women. But Candice, my next question for you is, um, not not everybody understand why that needs to happen. So, in your words, why should the voices of women and their values matter? Uh, women are powerful um, and we have a very, very unique perspective. I think we have a gift to kind of see the whole picture yes. and we see the parts that tend to be missed and overlooked. And when we don't speak up, we're robbing our partners, we're robbing our community, we're robbing our friends of the, the beauty and the value of that full picture. When women don't speak, things just don't go right. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why it takes two, right? There's a reason why, you know, we have both an input uh, ears, uh, body parts, and an output mouth, right? There's a reason yes. why these parts are interconnected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the perspective that is lend to the conversation, to the policies that are developed, right? To the decisions that are made, yes. you yes. know, shape households, which then yes. shape communities, which then shape businesses, which then shape the world. And I don't have st those statistics in front of me, but I, I have heard stats that when women are contributors, our society is healthier. Uh, we're wealthier <laughs> and we're more yes. productive. So I believe yes. that there is a reason why I think there's intentionality in silencing women's yes. voice because of the powerful nature of that voice. And as women, we have a responsibility to manage that voice and that power, you know, responsibly. We have to be careful with how we yield that power, Absolutely. with how we share that power and manage the impact of that power on yeah. those around us, especially with each other, with each other. I have been yes. blessed to be around such amazing sisterhoods. You know, I come from a family that women dominate <laughs> and so I've only known nothing but healthy female relationships. Mm -hmm. And I've been lucky to have that translated into my friendships. But when I hear what some women go through and I see the experiences or how women treat each other, it's like, wow, like yes. we both have a space. Me being here does not take anything away from you and vice versa. In Absolutely. fact, it adds to it. You know what I mean? It just amplifies and magnifies Absolutely. and multiplies that power. So we, you know, we we 
which is, ah, women are amazing. <laughs> we are, we are. And I truly believe that, that we, we can first be our own allies. I truly believe that as we talk about allies and, 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 and how men can be our allies, we yes. actually first have to start with us and be our own allies. Yeah. And um, I like that which then you 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 gave us a lot of information and you and you cued it with which then, which then, and which then. And um there is a statistic that I absolutely absolutely I say it often. If you've seen my show, anyone has seen my show, you hear me say this often because it's a current statistic, and that statistic is that in the top 10% of global companies that are meeting their financial goals, they have at least 30% women senior leaders mm. contributing. Wow. That's wow. a 2021 statistic. Wow. I believe it. Stays, it stays in my head and it stays in my heart because again, the, the work that I do, that's the proof. That's why we should be in every room where decisions are made. Absolutely, absolutely. At that table, shaping the direction. And, you know, it's, it's, it's across, you know, um, male-female dynamics. It's across cultural, racial, ethnic dynamics. The more diversity yes. that we have at our tables, the more beautiful the story is, beautiful the experience is and impactful the work is you reach more people and you have greater greater impact it's more impactful exactly what you said having those different voices in the room means that i have all those different perspectives all that different talent all that different experience like man i want to be greedy i want all of that at the table exactly exactly because we all have unique experiences we all have a unique story to tell and through that lens we see things differently and it helps us right capture our blind spots which we all have yes the more again women speaking up it's revealing those blind spots that's what it's about one of my favorite quotes i say all the time is i don't know what i don't know and nobody oh. in the room knows what they don't know but having that diverse talent in the room that closes the gap of what i don't know exactly you're exactly exactly right i love that yeah so candace give us some last words and advice that you'd like to share with with our listeners um i would say find the courage find your community find your partner who will give you the confidence to share your voice. For me, it's a journey that I'm just beginning and participating in coaching programs and masterminds and communing with people who are out there doing what they love, like Shirley gives me the courage and the confidence to walk my path and amplify my voice because they serve as guardrails, right? You know, like when you're beginning any journey, you yes. have your training wheels on, right? So your community kind of acts as your training wheels until your legs are strong enough to push the bike yourself. So find, find if you don't have the courage, surround yourself with people who will have the courage for you and do it afraid anyway. It's necessary, it's needed, 
your voice is if somebody needs to hear from you because I do believe that each voice is specifically designed to reach your specific audience. Absolutely. Your sound your sound is tied to someone else's calling. Uh, I love that. Perfect. I love and, that. Um, and that is true. Yes. Candace, thank you so much for joining us today. The contribution in the gems that were dropped were absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your vulnerability, being so authentic in this conversation up today. This has been another episode of When Women Speak. Amplifying the Voices of Women, sponsored by Life on Power in the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful. Candice, can you tell our listeners how they can reach you? How do they contact Candice? You can find me on LinkedIn at Candice Jackson Long, Instagram, and my soon-to-be-launched website, CandiceJacksonLong.com. But all my handles are my name. Trying to make it easy for y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Candace. And again, this has been another episode of When Women Speak.